welcome back to the Tune Lighting Podcast. It's a podcast where we're trying to write and record and and finish now a complete musical album in just one year. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by co-host and bandmate Jack. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay, <laughs> Rob. How are you? Um, just about uh, keeping it together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we are very much on the final straight now. Uh, this is the final month. So we're really hitting the mixing pretty hard, trying to get everything done. This is officially the last episode before our deadline. <laughs> the next God. time you'll hear us, the April 2nd deadline will have been and gone. That that makes it sound very uh, scary when you think of it like that. Yeah, that's that's how close we are. Yeah, so we wanted to kind of make it clear what the plan is. So for various reasons, you won't hear the full album <laughs> next week, even though for all intents and purposes, it should be finished. Um, a couple of reasons. Firstly, it's kind of the standard practice, as I'm sure you're aware, that uh, you don't just release an album straight away because the impatient uh, millennials and Gen Zers out there will just listen to it and what demand more straight away so the kind of done thing is to at least release two maybe even three singles we'll have to think about that uh, before you drop the album um in its entirety so we've got to be a little you know we do want to play the the marketing game to some extent so we don't want to just drop the album straight away so that's one reason and the second reason is we kind of said that the deadline would be <laughs> to send all the tracks off finished mixes for mastering uh, and then probably due to coronavirus and uh, the fact that mastering studios are doing a lot of stuff uh, online now and things like that there's a bit of a backlog in terms of um, mastering engineers so there's going to be a bit of a delay uh, once we send those off as well so we're hoping that if everything goes well over the next few weeks we'll have the album finished for you know all intents and purposes mixed and ready to go but uh, just to kind of manage your expectations uh, we won't for various reasons uh, we won't be playing it in its entirety for a little while after that um, but ho we're hoping Jack that we can get at least a single um, on the airwaves <laughs> by, by the deadline let's see what we can do yeah ideally we will around the deadline just after the deadline we'll play you our first single in full and it may be that we kind of master that slightly differently we'll do a kind of an online master perhaps whatever we can manage in the time frame before kind of remastering everything at the same place the same studio just yeah. so you've got something to tide you over <laughs> exactly because i i do want to we will see how long we carry on the season one of the of the podcast but there's a lot to talk about around uh, releasing music and the marketing of music and that side of things is a whole topic in itself so i think it'd be nice to do it in a, a realistic way as well and kind of talk through the process of of all that perhaps talk about mastering in, a, in an episode and, and what that means because we still didn't really know what it what mastering was all about we've talked about it before and we actually had a phone call with past guest james maloney had a virtual beer uh, last night and chat about what what are we spending our money on <laughs> uh, and he kind of put our minds at rest because uh, we were very close to just cause because of the deadline more than anything of just utilizing one of these online mastering services that can give you a really quick turnaround but his main his advice was don't don't screw it up at the final <laughs> don't screw it up at the final thing you've spent so much time on it 
use a proper mastering engineer, even if there is a few weeks delay and you're not going to get your hold of your album till the middle of the year, even it's, uh, it's worth it. So yeah, I'll have to apologize. You can't hear it, but it, we want to do it right. want to do it right. Good news is the podcast will keep rolling for at least a few more months. Until uh, we well, crash we, completely. Until we completely burn out. <laughs> uh, well, the whole release schedule yeah. is, uh, is underway. Exactly. So that's housekeeping out of the way. Anything else to fill the listeners in before we dive into this episode? We're spinning a lot of plates. Obviously, mastering has been at the front of our minds as well as actually finishing mixing the tracks. Um, we've been considering making music videos, for instance, for our singles. Um, yeah. We've still got the whole question of album art to wrap our heads around. So there's there's a lot to do, which isn't the music. but And the whole subject of brand, really, and all that kind of side of things, like I said before, it is a whole whole topic, whole podcast series in itself, actually. How do you get, once you've done your album, once you've done your music, that's great. But how do you get people to hear it and, and all that kind of stuff? So itching to get hold of some finished tracks that we can actually, like you say, maybe do some music videos we can share on things like social media, but actually have some substance rather than just us on <laughs> posting videos of ourselves going like, Hey, we're a band and but we don't have any music. <laughs> Another photo of the home studio. Exactly. Yeah. There's a, only so much of that people can take as interesting as it might be. We decided for this final pre deadline episode, we would continue to look at mixing, uh, but more specifically what we have been doing. Uh, so we're going to take apart one of our tracks and show you in a little bit of detail the kinds of things we have been doing. I mean, especially Rob has been doing on this track to make it sound as good as possible. That's right. And we we wanted to to look at a track that we ha- we I think we have mentioned it before. It was a track that we worked on collaboratively. I started it off, sent it to Jack. He added some. Yeah, some parts I chopped it up and moved some things around and it was a one that saw its way from idea to song probably the quickest out of any track we've done um I thought it would be an interesting one to look at it's still not fully finished but it's getting there so yeah I worked on it it's quite close. a bit it's getting close so it's cool it started off life um with the working title where the hell <laughs> And that was just a, a random phrase I think I read that sounded interesting. So that became the working title. Um, I think it did, did sum up the nature of the track quite well. <laughs> it's quite a disorientating track to listen to. Yeah. Where, where the hell am I? Exactly. Um, and I think what I've been trying to do at the start of mixing any track is to write down some notes about what I want the track to do to do what what i want the story of the of the song to be what i want it to to bring out and you know at that stage as well you kind of you try and find some reference tracks i've been really struggling to find reference tracks for this one because it is a a bit different i'd say um it doesn't really fit into electric electronic genre or genre wise it's a tricky one because it yeah it there's some electric very electronic elements in there and there's some there's also some you know it's quite prominent electric guitar in there as well which gives it a rocky edge but it's by no means a traditional rock song (laughs) exactly so when i wrote down my notes of uh the feel of the track and the kind of what i was going for i was writing down just random words of like futuristic almost like 
uncomfortable <laughs> in a way like sounds that are um are pushing the boundaries a little bit in terms of what might sonically be <laughs> comfortable and some of the instruments uh and just yeah industrial i wrote down and I, I had this very distinct picture in my mind of kind of uh i think i might have been uh watching or i may have watched uh blade runner the new blade runner around the time when i wrote this and i had this idea of this uh futuristic setting whether it's in like a club or a bar uh you always tend to get it in these films like like that weird um post-apocalyptic future where technology and humans are are combining in some way <laughs> yeah it definitely feels like a a kind of city metropolis vibe you know you're surrounded you're in the thick of it basically everything going on around you exactly so that that was the thinking i had so all all the mixing process needs to do then is to what well, is to try and enhance that and to tell this to make the story because all the arrangements should have been taken care of i haven't done anything to the arrangement really um you can make some creative decisions like adding little bits and bobs but ideally you'd want to draw a line under that and then just use the mixing to make, make everything sit alongside each other better and to um bring out certain elements and to make sure that it's the story is told in the best way possible so don't should i start off by playing a bit of the demo i think that's a good idea yeah, this is this is the original demo. So there you go. That was um, the original demo. Uh, and there's a lot of elements that have not really changed since the uh, original. Uh, the key, I think, to a lot of, to pretty much all music, <laughs> so definitely most of the music on our album, is the drums. And it, I think this is a standard practice, but all the time when I start off mixing, I tend to start with the drums. And primarily the kick, because that tends to be the foundation of pretty much all rock music or music of, of this genre so I, I bounced all the tracks and brought them back in and uh, because the time signature changes it starts off in uh, this 15 16 timing and then goes into a 4-4 timing I've um, not matched them up in the in the new project so that's annoying if I ever do want to add anything but it stops me from adding things in a way and it stops me from tinkering because it's it's sat on a 4-4 grid oh is it it's in 15 16 timing you're mixing entirely on 4-4 now yeah well i mean it just it i just ignore the tempo it 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 doesn't really matter unless you come to record something else and then it's a it's a problem because nothing sits on the grid 
So it does stop me from tinkering because that the that is one of the problems. You go into mixing, and as much as you say I'm just mixing now, the temptation to keep tweaking is always there. So, yeah, a little little tip there for you: write in fifteen sixteen, and then import into a four four grid, and the temptation to add things will go. So I started with the the kick. So the original kick just sounded like like that. I can't I really can't remember what that was a sample of, but I do it was definitely a sample of something. It wasn't a it wasn't a kick drum. It's not an actual kick drum. It's something. Mm. That's what it sounded like originally. So I, I I did a little bit of EQ to try and bring it out and make it because I thought it's uh I want it to be quite thumpy and quite, you know, like almost like a well, I mean kick drum is the heartbeat of a a song isn't it but this for this song in particular i wanted it to really thud through and be quite hammering so i i just did a slight eq boost uh at the, at the low end just to kind of try and enhance that subtle but it just brings out the yeah it makes makes the, a difference the thump but it wasn't quite it still wasn't quite and i'll i'll do all this in kind of in relation to the rest of the mix as well. So obviously when you're mixing, you can do some stuff in solo, but that's kind of useless because you don't want to be doing it in solo, getting it to sound great. And then when you play it with everything else, it doesn't sound good. So you've got to be constantly checking and ideally mixing with everything else in. Um, and then I, I still thought it didn't quite sound punchy enough. So I actually added a sample um, of like a, a sub kick to it which i may or may not keep in but i've kind of put it in there for now uh to really emphasize it so together they kind of sound they sound like this because i wanted to i wanted to add some distortion but only to the very low end which you could do in in other ways but i decided to just add some this sub kick and then just distort that so it creates this that's what they sound like together. It creates that futuristic -y kind of sound that I was going for. Uh, and it, it makes it sound less like a, a conventional kick drum. It's, it's really kind of maximalist and a little bit over the top, which I think is perfect for this song. Mm. Uh, you don't want to kind of just standard kick and snare sounds when you've got the chaos that's playing around it exactly so I, I was very much i want it to sound tight but i, I don't want it to sound like a, a like a jazz drum piece or something you know something that's really tight in that way i want it to be very staccato uh but also distorted so there's this kind of tails to the sound but it's still it's, it's it is still staccato and it's in its nature this this whole song is really there's lots of I very deliberately kind of recorded full sounds and then just completely just hard cut them off um, a lot of the time. So it's quite brutal in terms of the editing and quite fun because, you know, a lot of the time you're trying to subtly fade things out. You know, mm. if, if you play a guitar, you're trying to, you know, you don't want to copy and paste it or, or loop it all the way through because you want at the end of the phrase for it to fade, to fade out into the verse or whatever it does. But on this one, I was deliberately brutal, just cutting stuff off, like in the middle of a note, things like that, to to create the effect of. Uh, I did want it to make it sound almost manufactured, almost like it was 
created by printed out of a machine or something like that so the snare is the next the next element that i would uh, i would work on and kind of bring in and it, this the snare is pretty weird in this as well because it's not really a snare it's just a sample of some white noise um who knows again where that started from could well be something from the kitchen again who knows but um it sounds on its own just like this So it's quite full spectrum and uh, it, not like a, a regular snare you would get peaks at certain points and you'd get the snap of the, of the hit. This is literally just like, a, like turning on a white noise machine or something every time it comes in, which is the effect I was going for, but it does make it tricky to mix. So I did try and do some EQ on it to boost certain frequencies to cut the low frequencies so it wasn't messing with the with the kick uh, and competing with the kick um and i think i've got it sounding as good as it's going to get for now uh so that's it with a bit of eq trying to get it to sound a little bit more snare like but still keeping that white noise feel for the hi-hats is again the hi-hats aren't really hi-hats they're more of a shaker than hi-hats A very glitchy beat. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a, a keyboard typing. I've never, never really thought of it like that before. Haven't no, it just came to me. Uh, I EQ'd that as well to take out a lot of the low end. So it wasn't, cause again, it's quite white noisy in a way. So I didn't want to be competing with the snare. So it's it's really just the very top end of the of the spectrum for, for that sound. Um, and that's it's really just those three elements for the for the main drum beat at the start. So altogether, the song starts with the drums, which is just those three elements just playing. And I probably do need to do some work on the levels still. I think by adding bits of distortion and things like that, levels maybe need tweaking, but it's it's getting there. Yeah, so the bass was the next thing to work on. As we said, it's not an electronic sound, a song, but I wanted a lot of the feel of it to be quite electronic. So in electronic music, the bass and the drums are, are really key. And I think I wanted to make sure that the the bass was prominent in this in this song as well. Jack, when I sent this to you originally, you added, uh, actually it was a guitar part that played in this bit. And for a long time, when we were listening to what you may have heard in the demo, there was no bass in this uh, particular song. There was there was an 808 kind of style thing that plays in the intro, which is very much, uh, let me just play you that. So there's this, this sort of synth bass line 808 style group. <laughs> So it's, but it's not very low, not very deep. It's, it's still kind of quite mid range. So that's, that's kind of like blending with the, the hi-hats texture wise. Yeah. Playing a similar sort of rhythm. That was the plan. Yeah. So they thought they follow the same pattern. But yeah, when I, uh, I sent you the bit of bass line that I, I had from another song, 
like you say, it wasn't actually a bass part because I don't own a bass guitar. So that was <laughs> ri- written on, written and recorded on guitar and pitched down. So it, it plays a similar role, but it's not got that proper bassy quality. Mm, and I think even pitched down, it was still an octave higher than the bass that I've gone for in the end. Um, so I threw down some bass and I realized after kind of trying to mix it for a bit, that it was sounding a bit sloppy. I recorded it with distortion. Uh, it was a bit of a lazy recording, I'll be honest. Uh, and I was getting frustrated because I think, and as I said, with the chopping up of things, I wanted it to be really tight. As soon as the, I added the bass and it, it wasn't, it just made everything sound more messy. So I gave up pretty much and thought, maybe the solution is to do it on a synth instead because there's all old MIDI is you know always bang on time trusty midi is always bang on time so i decided to midi out the baseline on a profit uh so profit 5 vst uh, which i do like the sound of and let me play what the baseline sounded like So there's, there's some filtering going on and stuff. And I sent that back to Jack with that new baseline in and his comment was, well, yeah, it sounds in time, but it just sounds way too clinical now. It had lost something, hadn't it? Yeah, it's. I guess that's something that often happens. There's a kind of grimy, squelchy quality to the, to the old version, which wouldn't work on the final recording because it was it was too messy but it, it did add a bit of character exactly and it was the fact that it was played in a bass guitar and the the intricacies and the different tones you get of the strings and things like that it's a reason why people still play the bass guitar because it has a lovely sound to it um when played well uh, not played like a sloppy piece of crap uh, so I just decided, I took the hard decision, as often is when time is pressing on, to re-record the bass. And I, even though I thought I'd drawn a line under um, everything creatively, uh, when I was trying to mix the bass, it just wasn't working. So I went back and I re-recorded the bass and got it sounding fairly tight. So that bass line now played with the drums sounds like this. So much tighter, hitting the notes on the right uh, on the right beat, <laughs> which is uh, it's a very simple it's a very simple baseline really. And um, to make it fit, I tweaked it slightly. So the original was playing um, full sixteen note uh, just over it. So it was one two three four one two three four one two three four one two three four on on four notes, like that. But with the kind of staccato nature of the of the drums, it didn't really work. So I basically took out a note every so often. So it it goes and like and it fits much better with the with the drums. Clever. So sometimes it's just a matter of changing a part. Sometimes it, yeah, you try and mix it all you want. And I did try just chopping stuff out manually and things like that. And you 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 do have to sometimes go, you know what, this just needs changing 
it's not it's not working it's not always an eq or a compression or you know all these mixing tricks sometimes it's just the part is wrong so it paid off and i finally finally uh, kind of got that working so I, i've i had that pretty much sounding good before it was mixed but then i went in and really tried to make sure that the kick and the bass were working alongside each other did a bit of eq bit of compression uh so there's a little bit of side chaining i don't know if you can hear it when they're playing but the kick is side chained with the bass so the bass dips ever so slightly when the kick plays just to try and bring it through really subtle you can't really you can't really tell which is the point <laughs> if you could tell it i mean when you get like really heavy side chain like uh I don't know, one of the the songs like Call On Me or something like that is really heavily side chain compressions where it like creates this thumping, pumping noise, which is like the yeah, like the air is being sucked valley. out of the bass, yeah. Like maybe I just solo the bass. You can you can hear it reducing ever so slightly. If I, I could go like make it really extreme. Then they would sound rubbish. <laughs> but yeah, just to just to demonstrate the extreme nature of side chaining. Let me make sure I undo that. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin the song. Yeah. I don't want it to be like a thumping kind of club track, but I wanna I wanna bring in some of those elements. And I think I I I don't try and I try not to side chain too much on, on other tracks, but I think it kind of needs it on this because I want that kick to punch through and uh and work with the bass. So uh, and then I just distorted it a whole lot because everything on this track is saturated and distorted to add a kind of grittiness <laughs> to it. The next thing uh, I did was in, in this section, so this is the kind of the biggest section of the song. It's really the, well, it's the chorus, isn't it? <laughs> it's the chorus, it's the chorus. When I, when I tend to mix, I tend, I like to mix the, the, I guess the loudest section, the biggest section first, because then if you get that sounding good, then it tends to be easier to work backwards. So I think I think next I probably would have worked on the guitar. So the guitar does pretty much the same as the uh, as the bass, just going up and down, a crunchy guitar. I may still be working on the guitar. Doesn't seem to have any EQ or anything on it yet. So the guitar just follows the bass like so. quite heavy it's almost verging on a sort of metal sound yeah i'm quite happy with that sound with that crunchy yeah guitar. that sounds good i think you've re-recorded it but it sounds a bit like the pitch down guitar bass it is it's a, re a re-recorded version of your original bass yeah and then there's an element that uh, i've left in from the original demo which is your dreamy i've called it dreamy guitar <laughs> uh which is uh these two guitars which are just have just stayed in from the demo uh, i don't think i've done anything to them really i think they sounded quite good as, as they were you know you don't need to change it if it's not broken i feel like they've probably been pitched up i'm not sure rather Ooh. than pitched down they, well, because I bounced the track, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, well, 
who knows? I feel like I've got that very slightly glitchy quality that comes <laughs> when you pitch stuff up or down in Ableton. But uh, maybe, but it maybe. Sounds, sounds all right. So, so we've kept it in. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not. It's that's the kind of thing I'm not going to spend years moaning about. I, I think it sounds good, and I don't want to. Yeah, I, I could go through and be like, oh, it was in the demo, so I have to re-record it. But I've become a lot more comfortable with the. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think this song is is striking a balance between timing wise it needs to be really tight but actually like tone wise it needs to be quite messy and rugged and then the final instrumental element I think is a just an arp synth uh in the background which is just playing it's more of a pad that just pads things out It's just filtering. I played it live and just I was just messing around with the oscillators and, and the filters on the synth and just going like turning all the dials and stuff like that to try and create a feel a feeling of movement, I guess. A lot of the battles with songs like this, which are quite loopy, is just creating that energy flowing from one section to another. So I'll just play that part on its own. It's just literally an arm going up and down, but this is me just messing around. So there you go. <laughs> nice. So that's that's pretty much the the chorus musically built up. So then it was onto the vocals. So Jack's singing on this one uh, and picking out the best vocal takes, adding some effects. So for vocals are double tracked. So in the demo, what we Jack did just threw on some quite rough distortion, didn't you? Yeah, literally no care in the world just <laughs> plonked a massive might have even have been like a guitar amp setting yeah um, to try and bring out my voice slash hide my voice do whatever to make it sound good and i quite it was sort of picking up the breaths and everything yeah actually yeah. i thought it sounded quite good for this song and it's something that i got in my to-do list of finalizing the mix on this song so um in the original demo you've just left in all the breaths and, and it's again it's one of these things we can be over clinical with music sometimes and try and chop out every little imperfect bit and stuff and sometimes it's those little infections that that make it so i'm going to definitely try and include some of the breaths or even like enhance some of the breaths in certain points to, as long as it doesn't mess with the the sounds and uh, too much um <laughs> but i haven't haven't done that yet but it's something i will try and do so the vocals in the chorus played on their own clean this sorry jack this is gonna sound really bad because they're just dry brace yourselves <laughs> stick it in my veins stream it to my brain nice round numbers so i think there's a little bit of distortion on there uh, but that's pretty much dry uh, and then i put loads of processing on them to try and bring them out uh, eq and various compression and things like that uh double tracked um, and then, so they sounded like stick it in my veins stream it to my brain in nice round numbers and I've, I still need to do some DSing on that because that's quite a loud S at the end but um, it's getting there and it's, I wanted to add some reverb and delay because that again goes with the, the vibe of the song but then I, did, I didn't have that distortion so this is something I'm still trying to get right Capture how do we capture that distorted vocal 
sound without it being too messy. So I'm trying to like parallel add in a distorted track and just blend it in. Stick it in my veins, stream it to my brain in nice round numbers. I still think we can go more extreme with the distortion, but it's on the right path, I think. Uh, so with the music. Stick it in my veins, stream it to my brain in nice round numbers. There you go. <laughs> so I don't know what you're thinking. Jack, I know, I know I have played this mix to you, but um, are you thinking we can go more extreme? We can always go more extreme. I think I have added some backing, actually. One second. Stick it in my veins. Stream it to my brain. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's something we've been using quite a lot on the album is kind of pitched robotic sounding vocals. Stream it to my brain. Auto-tune to hell. Yeah, that uh, that's uh, obviously hidden really far in the mix at the moment. But I do look quite, I did quite like that in the original demo. You had a lot more robot vocals and, and things, which again, add to the story and the futuristic vibes. Um, yeah, so I mean, in terms of mixing, it's just been getting all those elements to, to sit alongside one other, right? And uh, I think because it's been thought through from the start, it's not been too tricky this one because i only added elements when there was a reason rather than adding loads and then trying to figure out a way to get them to sit right so the drums and the bass was the key one with the side chain and a bit of eq and things like that but everything else is a bit of panning you know a bit of getting rid of sounds that are unnecessary in terms of eq and you know low uh, high pass filtering and things like that that's that for for the for the chorus maybe the other thing to talk about uh is all the ear candy which is being added mm. yes i think this this is a song like we said it's quite anything goes quite maximalist so we can throw a lot at it but it's still about finding the balance of when is too much when is too loud when is there a space that needs filling and when should you just let it be yeah agreed and yeah i've tried to add little little elements in like additional synths in certain parts and little sound effects um one of my favorite uh things about this track is that it has it features my printer uh, and i mapped the printer to midi and synced it with the music so it sounds like sounds like this <laughs> I love that. So it's kind of ear candy, but it's also kind of a an uh, an instrument on its in its own right. Yeah, there's a lot of random noises. I just want like to throw in all sorts of technological sounds and things like that. I think especially especially at the transitions between sections, between verses and choruses, you've yeah. put a lot of strategically placed like 808s and things like that. Yeah, there's there's little tom fills that again these were creative decisions, but I'm still, you know, I was trying not to make these creative decisions in the mixing stage, but I still am tweaking things. This is the reality of it. We can try and be as uh good as we as we can with leaving your creative decisions aside, but you're always going to have these points where you're when you're producing and mixing the record where yeah. you go, 
that needs a little something extra there, and so I think that's agree. fine. You know, it's if not you know, black and white. You can make the song better, then you shouldn't stop yourself. Yeah, so lots of little Tom Fills and things like <laughs> very electronic uh, sounding drum fills. Oh, little reverse cymbal or something. <laughs> uh, which I thought sounded like it could be someone indulging themselves in a futuristic <laughs> club. <laughs> well, I'll never hear that the same again. Yep. I think I went a bit over the top. This is again, I think it's easy to get a go over the top with ear candy. Um, and Jack told me to rein it in a bit with, uh, I added some uh, sort of arcade noises in uh, and they were a bit over the top. So I've still left some in, but uh, I've, I've removed quite a few. So that was the, that was all three of them together. They're little Tom Phil arcade sounds and, uh, and snorting. <laughs> 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 yeah that's that sounds good but if there is a section in the song which is which i've taken a, out now so a drop where there's quite an extended gap just filled with various sound effects yeah and that's one of the bits i'm finding the, the tree it's a what across the middle eight or the breakdown which is the bit i'm finding the hardest to to really finish of this song yeah let's just play the second half of the breakdown Yeah, lots of little bits of crap going on there. <laughs> that section used to be a few seconds longer as well. Yeah, it did. So that, it did. that's been toned down a bit. I mean, maybe I've gone a little bit over the top with certain elements, I don't know. Uh, but probably easier to take away than to add. I've added in other little bits of ear candy, like an evil, evil laugh. Is, is that you? Yeah, I think it was. I think I think it was just me going, ha, 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 and then throw, <laughs> phone through about a thousand effects. Put the evil filter on. Yeah, which in the mix sounds like... It's just, lead, just a little kind of bit leading into another section. Those bits are always important and kind of... Until you've got the full song there in front of you, it's very hard to add the ear candy bits in. So I've tried to keep it separate from the mixing section, but inevitably bleeds over slightly so yeah that's that's really it and i think i've still not finished with it now i would call this my first mix now uh, and then now i just need to focus my time on really making sure that all the elements work alongside each other listen to it on as many different devices as possible through speakers through headphones in the car uh you know you always listen to it in the car or something and you'll realize that this the bass is way too loud in certain sections and so it, there's a lot of that uh, and a lot of just the final five percent of the whole process is what takes the longest i think yeah, so it's definitely what i'm finding so yes yeah, so it's been a it's been a fun one to mix this one it's been tricky in parts and there's still there's a lot of different elements but i think they're very rarely all competing with each other they i did try when i wrote it to go 
one thing cuts out, another thing comes in. They're speaking to each other and complimenting each other rather than all playing at the same time. And sometimes that that meant going back and rewriting the bass, for instance, so it, that doesn't start competing with other things. But yeah, fairly happy with how it's going. Uh, do you have any questions, Jack? <laughs> No, I don't have any questions. I think it sounds it sounds really good. Um, it's one of those. It may that, split. It may split the listener. <laughs> it may. It may alienate some of our fans. But it's, it's one of my favourites. I think it's. I always enjoy listening to it. And to be honest, I think it was in a good place a while ago. It's one of those that you've been making it a bit better each time. But it's like even at the demo stage, I was like, well, if this got leaked. It wouldn't be the worst thing because it was, it was sounding good for me off. Mm. I think the key thing, which I've hopefully addressed now, the thing that was bugging me about the demo version was just the lack of bass, of lack of bottom end. Mm. It was, and they almost made it like more offensive and more, it almost captured the mood a little bit more because it was just so, like the white noise and the and everything was quite tinny and like it's like it, it, quite intense, like fingers on a nails on a chalkboard. So I still want to keep those that energy but it needs the low end it needs the groove because it's quite a slow tempo really it's like 96 bpm it's it's got a a kind of churning to it but while still being quite heavy um quite a lot of our songs are quite (laughs) i've realized they're quite we have definitely got some faster ones but for some reason we've settled on quite a few tracks there that have a slightly slower bpm so yeah that's true i'm I'm mixing one at the moment which is 80 Mm. bpm well, this one's almost got like a hip hop kind of groove to it, and you could imagine it. When I when I first wrote it, I was like, hmm, "We need to get a rapper into." So I think you've done a really good job with the with the vocals. We'll play the kind of first mix at the end of the episode, so people can hear what it sounds like now. Uh, yeah, I'm sure be very confused just listening to random clips, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think you've done a good job. I couldn't visualize the vocals at all when I first sent it to you. I was just like, "Yeah, it's gonna have to be a." A grime song or <laughs> it's gonna have to have rapping on it or something maybe we'll have a remix if anyone anyone out there listening raps and would like to appear on a remix of the song <laughs> that would be cool yeah i think this one it could work quite well as a as a remix with some uh, some aggressive grime vocals over the top <laughs> i don't know how useful that's been i mean i could go through the entire, you know, take about six hours just going through every element and you know mixing a track live essentially. So it's hard to condense it down into a, po- into a podcast where you're just listening to it and uh, you can't actually see what I'm doing on the screen. So I hope it's been kind of interesting, but <laughs> who knows? Okay, so that is it. The clock is about to strike twelve. Yep, on our our year or three hundred sixty five more accurately. Uh, was it three 300- hundred? Yeah, 365. Didn't include a leap year, unfortunately. Probably should have done. <laughs> yeah, should have done. So the next time this podcast goes out, the deadline will be gone. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll have got our all our tracks ready for mastering, and hopefully we'll have a single ready to play you. Yeah, fingers crossed. We'll have something. Hopefully we'll have something that's actually mastered and radio ready (laughs) by the time we reach the year end deadline I go until it's done total completion it won't complete itself priority is high I couldn't tell you why